When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Bij Burger King gebeuren spannende dingen. Wat dacht je van een classic cheeseburger, chicken nugget burger of sunday voor maar 1 euro per stuk? En dat is nog niet alles. Alle King deals zijn maar 1 euro. Haal ze nu alleen bij Burger King. Good afternoon and welcome to the Royal Blue Everton podcast in association with the Blue Sponsors Sport Pacer. Well, we're sat here, it's Wednesday afternoon and the news that just broke that Wayne Rooney, England's record all-time goalscorer and he's got a couple in his last Everton games more importantly has called time he's, uh, he's retired from international football in order he says to focus his energies on Everton and bringing success to Goodison Park no one really expected this one Southgate had actually been maybe hinting that, uh, or more than hinting to be a way back for Rooney so um, I'm joined by Tony Scott and Gavin Buckland it's me Greg O'Keefe what do you make of that? It's it's a wild one, isn't it? No one expected it. And I think if you're looking on current form, is there anyone playing better? English in the in the Premier League at the moment. No one playing better than Wayne Rooney as a, as an attacking threat. I'm looking at the centre forwards and you the foes, your Harry Kane's, etc. Are they playing better than Wayne Rooney? Arguably not. So on records, if you're looking at the current England situation, say Rooney's straight in there. So it's an interesting one. He obviously wants to extend and prolong his Everton career by not playing for England no more. On the England's international duty on his scene is that he's had a glittering career in terms of goals and he's been to World Cups and Euros. Me and Gav were just speaking then before we recording. That 2004 European Championships, he just lit up while playing for Everton, didn't he? He was the, one of the best players in Europe at the time. Probably better, believe it or not, than Cristiano Ronaldo at that present time, wasn't he? He was unplayable in some he was. ways. He was, he was tearing world-class defenders to shreds. I remember that France game and at the likes. He was just... He was brilliant and he was like, he, he made the rest of the country and world and European football just stand up and take notes. Who is this kid? And we all know how, how good he, he did come to be. So I think on his international career, his records in terms of goals and everything that he's done for England speaks for itself. But on a selfish point of view for Everton, I'm, I'm happy if he wants to prolong his Everton career and have that chance. I think that's the only thing missing from his glittering career that he's had at international and club club records is that he wants to win that trophy with his beloved Everton and I think that will help him stand him in good stead for the future. Mm. Gav, you've seen in, in past big tournaments, you know, Italy have taken like Pirlo and obviously... Other teams have relied on older going back. Balak was well into his 30s when he was still playing on the international scene. Rooney's only 31. Now, whether or not we get into the argument of his, his actual age is 31, his footballing age, yeah. as we've said before, might be a bit older. Yeah. Nevertheless, it wouldn't be beyond the realms of imagination that he could have been involved in the World Cup next uh, next year. Whether Everton could ever, sorry, England could ever do anything in that tournament is anyone's guess. But nevertheless, he's called time. He's shut the door on being involved potentially in maybe trying to win a trophy with England, and he's done it. It would appear for Everton. Yeah, yeah. It, I think Garatoki is probably a relieved man, isn't he? In all of this, because it's, it's it's got him out to make him what could be an awkward decision, you know, an awkward conversation. 
and a bit of scrutiny. So I think uh, it's 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 good for Gareth Southgate. It's good for Everton. When I said when Rooney signed, I said that one of the problems had been signing is his durability over an entire season, given as you say his miles on the clock. And I think um, you know not playing, you know, ruling himself out of international football has meant that he, you know, we can now focus solely on Everton. Uh, and can save all his energies for Evan, and I think that that's good news for us as a club. Uh, and also as well, you know, saying the right things about winning trophies. So, from from a purely selfish perspective, his English time, England time, I think, is finished and drawn drawn to a conclusion. Uh, and you know, it's good that he's concentrating on his on his Everton career, and I think that can only help. I think his uh, overall fitness. This is a concern for me over the next two seasons. Just a quick one. Do you think it's other things than Everton do you think it's maybe the social life he's thinking about he's got three lads he's got one on the way do you think I can't be doing with England international duties and World Cups and going to friendlies and qualifiers all over Europe I want to spend time now with my family growing up and I'm playing for Everton you were on my doorstep do you think he's thinking like that spoken like only a, a new newish dad <laughs> could add that perspective <laughs> no joking aside I absolutely think that will have played a major part in his decision um, we're celebrating it to an extent as Everton supporters because it's great news for the Blues but I think you, you're spot on he's going to be thinking he's already probably missed you know I'm not getting the violins out by any no, point yeah, oh yeah. he's probably missed a fair chunk of his of his lads Kai Clay yeah. uh, so on and so forth forget the other C yeah. um, of their of their young lives mm. being on the road travelling yeah. don't get me wrong he's given them a life few children in this country can have by, by virtue of his ability and the money he earns but some time is priceless isn't it time yeah, yeah. spent with the kids you, you know you know yeah. that so with Colleen confirming that she's pregnant I just think it's probably a timely thing that he's thought you know what life at Everton started really well he's playing a lot more games than maybe he could even have imagined I don't know what he was told by Cooman, but it looks like he's going to be the main man such would he stayed injury free and maybe that's enough for him maybe the vague promise of going to another tournament when he's coming right at the end of his career just isn't enough maybe other things take priority as you say you probably Back at the club he's always wanted to be back at. One on the way, that's enough for him. Do you think, Gav, if he would have went to the World Cup and England would have went out to in the group stages, he would have went out on a win pair rather than now he's, he's called time in his own time and now he's gone out on a high, so to speak? Well, I don't know. I mean, I think going back to the, the, third, the two things, the first thing I'd say, he's not guaranteed to place for England, isn't he? So I think one of the things is, well, do I really want to go to Russia or whatever, like, and sit on the subs bench for three, you know, do a Ross Barkley for three games? So I think that's the first thing. And I don't think, without getting into the detail of his England career, but it's all ended in, all ended in a bit of an anticlimax anyway, didn't it, in 2014 and 16, isn't it, two disappointing tournaments? So it's funny, isn't it? You know, as Sato, we were talking, the highlights of his international career was at the start, wasn't it? Yeah, when he was playing for Everton. He's, he's been unlucky now. He was obviously injured in 06, wasn't he? He didn't qualify in 08 for the Euros. 10, he was injured. So, like, those sorts of three, mm. three, three finals tournaments. Then he's he probably was, at his peak, yeah, peak, his peak yeah, yeah. sort of 21 to 25. Um, he wasn't fit or, or England didn't qualify. And I think when people talk about... Rooney and maybe didn't fulfil his potential. I think they're probably looking at his international career now as much as anything because it just well, it can't be his club career. Yeah, yeah, it can't. Yeah, well, there's something I argue is that you look at his trophies, but you know he, he could have been a better player. 
uh, if it applied himself better. I mean, that, that you, you talk about Ronaldo there, and mm. the mm, yeah, comparisons is like, yeah. it's like, as you say, if you look at them in 2004, you think which which one of best these two is going to be the best player in the world? Mm. You say Wayne all day long, wouldn't yeah, you? Yeah. And I yet, think 13 years later, Ronaldo is, and that's yeah. because he he yeah. is he is basically sacrificed everything to um, to be the best player in the world, and everything that he does. Is to be the best player in the world. But Wayne, as you say, he's got like for good reason, like family life and all this that you've spoken about. It's he's not really probably being the player he should have been for that for that reason. I um, think sorry, Gav, sorry to butt in. It's I not think, a great career, though. Oh yeah, I totally yeah. agree. Yeah. I think he sacrificed himself as a player, as an individual, to become a team player at Manchester United. He's um, yeah. so unselfishness uh, when he was playing for Man United, the amount of assists he had, etc. And he goes on records, I think he's the only player to have scored 200 goals and 100 assists, which speaks volumes in the Premier League, whereas Ronaldo is more of an individual. He's not interested in the team well, yeah. no, as much as that. Wayne. I don't I'd say that. Wayne Rooney is more I, interested I, in the team more than the well, individual. He, he, the, role he plays, the, role, the role he plays is within the, you know, it. it is within the framework of the team, isn't it? You know, Ronaldo. It's all him, him, him. But that, but he cares about winning stuff for the. For, for, you know, is, is that what Portugal like? You know, oh, yeah, he, 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 tagged, he tagged them into the. Was it when he played Sweden in the uh, the playoffs? In was that 2013 when he scored? That's They're it. in danger, not so, you know, so yeah, I understand all that. I mean, if, he, if if there's a player one on one with a goalkeeper, Rooney would rather square it to a player in a better position rather than Ronaldo and say, "No, I'm having this myself." He's more of an individual than yeah, Wayne Rooney's yeah, team, yeah. and you can see he sacrificed when Ronaldo and Rooney were in the same team. Rooney was more of a team player than Cristiano Ronaldo, and that's what the points are making. Why Ronaldo yeah, okay. went to Real Madrid and become the individual as he is. More yeah, the two different players, but I, don't, I, I think if Wayne had applied himself in the same way that Ronaldo was applied himself, you read Ferguson's books about Ronaldo, about what he what he says about his yeah. like everything, even like not getting a tattoo and stuff like that. Oh, it's yeah, just yeah. it's yeah. like not even damaging his body because it might affect him as a player and all this type of well, stuff. Well, he had it uh, happened in the past, and yeah. he said that he should doesn't touch a drink because yeah. of the size of alcohol poison, etc. So he didn't want it. There was all reasons yeah. behind that. Whereas in, obviously Rooney's English and he's got that mentality yeah. of all English that players. That culture, isn't it? And like he had that obviously when he was away on international duty. Was that the last time he was where the uh, the wedding? Get when Jackie Elton was It's like those sorts of stories have surrounded them, haven't they? Like yeah. you know, on occasions. Um, but the good to back to this point is the good thing is from an Everton perspective is that I think it's I think it's great news for Everton supporters. Just briefly, Gav, if you were Gareth Southgate, would you have picked him? For the, for this, for well, he's got because Lanana's injured, isn't he? So you probably would have done. Would you, if you, if you were an England manager currently, Squ- would you pick Wayne Rooney in the squad? Squad, yeah, first team, not sure, but don't know. I, yeah. d- I don't know. I mean, if you were uh, in Gareth Southgate's shoes, would you pick Wayne Rooney in the current England squad? Yeah, I think I would pick him uh, for the squad. But like Gav says, I'm not sure about the team. It, it's a difficult one for Southgate, isn't it? Because really, he's got to try and build a team. Is going to do something next summer in Russia, big ask. And really, there's probably better now for him investing in the players who are your Harry Kane's of this world. Delhi Ali. Delhi Ali, yeah. I'd even obviously draw, you know, leave the fell out of that. Mm-hmm. Because he's got to look at players who are going to be hitting or there and around about at the peak next, next summer. Season, yeah. So, it is it short termism if he just picks a 31 year old going on 32 Wayne Rooney on the back of, as you rightly say, being the best, probably the best forward so far? In week two of the Premier League, I'm not so sure that he would 
it would have been the the wisest decision if he picks him and starts him and plays the full ninety in the in the in the games coming up. But you could understand it. Be interesting about how the season finishes at Everton this season. Yeah, it? you could have. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what? There's a good case for him to have gone. But as I said, it, it, it bodes well for Everton in the future, doesn't it? Because we've seen how good he was, Greg, on, on Monday night. We certainly have. Let me ask you, do you think that that is definitely it? Door shut, double locked and not being reopened? We've seen some players call time on things and then change their mind and come back and... Do you think that's definitely that, that, it? That's it. I think that's it now. He wouldn't have made... He would have thought long and hard about this decision. And I've noticed in playing for Everton that, that the two games, the two Premier League games, he's got a smile on his face again. Last season, he, he wasn't happy, obviously, with not playing. And the very first thing he spoke about, didn't he, uh, straight after when he was getting interviewed by Carragher and Neville, he said, listen, I'm, I, I can't emphasise enough. I'm playing games. And I was so unhappy last season when I wasn't. And everyone knows how good I can be when I'm playing games. That's no coincidence, he's played in every game. He's playing it? his way into form, isn't he? And yeah. You've seen a couple of the Manchester-based journalists over at the MEN have been tweeting about him actually this morning, saying that he, they feel he was a bit indulged at United at times, but what he's actually got now is he's got his hunger and edge back. Mm. So I don't know about him being indulged, I couldn't speak for the intricacies of his time at Old Trafford, he's definitely got his edge back. And I think he was, again, if we move on to City on Monday night, you, you know, you may or may not have written what I what I thought about yeah. Wayne I thought his performance was exceptional but more than just the goal so much more than just the goal and yeah. for me the main thing was that we finally got a totemic big name player on the pitch who does and I don't like it particularly but he does what the elite clubs have a player that does I'm thinking of Steven Gerrard in the past uh, Lampard they they manage the game and they press and and Harass the referee yeah. on behalf of their team. They press their team's cause yeah. to the match day official. He was often a bit younger in the Premier League these days. Mm. And whatever they say, if there's someone with the reputation and career Wayne Rooney is saying something to you, it's probably got more substance than if some sort of like. It's a Calvin Lewin as an argument. Yeah. 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 So I think that's going to be important this season. Definitely. And for me, you saw it on Monday night. And especially in a big game. Big game when you need. Them small percentages of decisions to go for you, and it did. No coincidence. Listen, it wasn't a sending off. He, he, he looks his shoulder, Calvert Lewin. It wasn't a sending off, but by having Morgan Schneiderlin in his face, by having Wayne Rooney shouting and Cumin on the line, that made the referee's decision up. It made the fourth official seeing Cumin, seeing Rooney, seeing Schneiderlin, go. Something's happened here. We're gonna have to give, gonna have to give something straight away. And I'm, I'm, I'm almost guaranteeing, if that incident would have happened at Everton two years ago, it would have been carrying on. I'll tell you what would have happened they would have just kicked the ball out to let it I'm telling you see, I remember being at Arsenal a couple of years ago when they're in the quarter final when one of Martinez's quarter finals yeah. and I think um, Arteta went, yeah, yeah. went down yeah. Leighton Baines kicked the ball out Ball's just come back on Arsenal get a penalty and knock us out the cup Everton have been too nice for too long and it's about time they've got this nastiness streak about them and I don't care whether it's right or wrong it works and that's the, you know, the things you have to do to win a football match. I'm not bothered. No, when Manchester City got a couple of decisions going for them when they win the league title, it doesn't say Manchester City Premier League winners, but mug the referee and against a certain amount. Of it. It, doesn't, it just says winners, and that's what you need. And I can't have enough of them in this team. Gav, yeah. what did you make of, of the whole Rooney, game. but the whole game, really? Yeah, I thought it was a really good game. It was so good, exciting. Good game it? of English football, yeah, proper yeah. game. Uh, I thought um, I thought Wayne did well. Um, I thought he, he 
showed his experience and scoring the goal there, just getting into the, the right place at the yeah. right time. Again, um, he timed it well. Yeah. Um, on occasions, though, he'd, he'd give the ball away. But I thought, you know, the, the two games he's played in the Premier League, he's been good, hasn't he? Um, my point is, I thought on Monday um, he looked far more effective with somebody in front. That's his yeah, best position. He's, 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 he's got to play behind somebody, yeah. hasn't he? Uh, and Calvert Lewin, strange enough, I, I know she's one of the uh, national football writers. Said he should be getting looked at by Gareth Southgate during the week. Because of one uh, Is is I thought um, he looked a better player, strange enough, for Calvert Lewin being on the pitch mm-hmm. like he did against Stoke. I thought. I was giving the MOM to Carver-Lewin on, on Monday, to be honest with you. Yeah, I told okay. him, was, considering the, defend, the quality defenders that he's up against, I think you pointed that out too, mm. didn't you? Yeah. Um, and he's playing a, a, you know, a lone role, isolated, I thought he did really well. Summed up by the fact that company had to take him out, didn't he, in the second yeah. half? You know, Stones was yeah. absolutely petrified. Uh, and I thought, although the talk has been about Rooney, understandably, I thought that overshadowed a good performance by, you know, excellent performance mm. by Carver-Lewin. You did brilliantly for the goal as well. On Calvert-Loon, I've gone on record of this podcast. I'm sure you, you, you've all known that. Yeah. I've been up and down with him. and Generally, I've just not thought that he's someone who's got a long-term first-team future. I've just not been convinced enough yet. and I'm still a little bit on the fence, but what I'm definitely not on the fence about is his ability to be a part of this current squad, certainly for the time being. Yeah. Um, I think he's more than earned his right. I still think we desperately need to buy a striker before the window closes. There's no excuses on the back of one performance. But what I loved about his display on Monday, and before I make this point, I'm not for a second suggesting he's better than Romelu Lukaku. He isn't. Certainly he hasn't had uh, in any way the goal-scoring record that Rom has. Probably doesn't look as clinical. Mm. But his attitude was a million times better than Lukaku's. Do you know when Lukaku is playing, was playing for us on his own up front, being asked to chase lost causes, to battle with defenders. Sometimes he wasn't getting the ball when he wanted to. Sometimes he'd have to losing the ball. We all know he'd, he'd sulk, he'd throw his hands up. Mm. And sometimes he'd lose concentration for five, ten minutes. Yeah. That lad on Monday, Dominic Calvert-Loon, carried on ploughing that loan furrow, which can be frustrating, can't it? Especially yeah. three world-class centre-halves. And he did not for a second let his head drop. He carried on doing it, bang, bang, bang. He ran every channel, hopeless cause getting charged down. He contested every header, and his concentration for his age, for me, was brilliant. So uh, long may continue, just don't let it convince the I board. They don't need to strike it before. Oh, yeah, I totally agree. Totally agree with that. I know yeah, what you've said there, Gregor Torts. What impressed me more than most, and I, I, I went on record, didn't I, on Monday night, and I said, I didn't expect that, and I've been very critical of him in the past. I didn't see that performance coming from I didn't think he had that in him. And what he'd done, he held that ball up well so the likes of Rooney could get involved. Mm-hmm. All them attacking players, I thought he was brilliant. And as, as I just said then, Greg, I totally agree with what you said. It can't, you can't contradict it. We still need a centre-forward regardless. We can't go in with... Well, Sanzo's injured, as they call it, didn't I, a couple of weeks ago. We can't go in with one centre-forward and just Calvert-Lewin. Now, yeah. Sanzo has got injured, and now we've got Calvert-Lewin. We've got split away. We've got Chelsea away. We've got Tottenham. Massive games coming up. We can't go in with a teenager up front. No, no. We've got to sign the centre forwards. Got to. I don't know who he is. I don't know who these scouts is. I don't care. They've got to get him in as soon as possible. Yeah. I mean, what I liked about Calvert Lewin, and he's done it in the, the few games he has played up top. He times his runs well, doesn't he? Especially when he mm-hmm. goes wide. He sort of curves his curves his runs yeah. and sort of stays stays mm-hmm. on side. And I think that's really clever 
to do, do that at that age. I mean, Terry used to be really good at that. Franny Jeffers when he started, he was really yeah. good at like moving off the ball yeah. and like timing his runs well. And I, that's why I was really impressed by him. But just one or two really nice touches. Things at back heel to Rooney in the second half, I think. Yeah. And uh, he did um, he did well a couple of times in the first half. And said in the summer, didn't we that it would be interesting to see how the players who won the under twenty World Cup would react that, to winning yeah. that trophy about whether actually for some of them to take the foot off the gas and sort of mm. like yeah, you know, I'm a world you know, World Cup winner and then the season would then be an anti climax or whether others would be imbued by confidence as a result of, of be, you know, being global champions. And you can obviously see with him it's it's the latter, isn't it? Yeah. And yeah. everything, yeah, everything he's said has been about you know how he, he now actually needs to prove himself to Cumin. Yeah, he definitely isn't sitting on his laurels, is he? No, and I think I know we talked about him last year. and He's played out of position. It's obviously Ronald's seen. You know, lots of people said this this week. Ronald's obviously seen something in training I every week. Yeah. to play because he's virtually since Christmas when not injured, he's played, hasn't he? he did he come on mm. in the derby? Was that his first game? Yeah, he started the one at Anfield. Yeah, yeah, on the wing. Yeah, he come at Arsenal was his first game, wasn't yeah, it? When he come yeah. on, he was, he was involved in that thing at the end. Because the amount of Everton fans that I spoke to after the yeah. match, and he always used to say to me, "What does Cumin see in in Dominic Calvin Lewin training?" And I'd be likewise, I'd be going, yeah. "I don't see anything yeah. in him." Now we know what he's seen. He must be watching that going. He can become a centre foot, a powerhouse of front for us. If he gets it because he's got all the attributes when you look at him. Decent athletes up front, chases lost causes, holds the ball up, knows where the goal is. And what goes unnoticed on Monday night is that he had the conviction and announced to basically send Fernandinho for an echo, hold the ball up and then plays it back to Rooney to score. He could have easily thrashed that across the face yeah, of the goal yeah, at a young age. Bang, get in there. He never sent him going and then pulls it back for Rooney and Rooney scores. He's gone in the space of two years from playing in League One. Or actually being on the bench in yeah. League One yeah. to, playing, uh, to playing against City at the Etihad on a Monday night football and being a star. So I want to quickly move it on. We had a little WhatsApp exchange on Monday night. Talk to me about Davy Klassen. I'll, before anyone goes on the verbal attack towards me, I'm not judging him on the base of no, I'm not one or two games. Yeah. Way early doors to judge him. What's your feeling so far? He's got involved in a couple of Everton goals, running off the ball, etc., etc. And he come on a Monday night, and it was very typical games to come on to. Gilfie Sigerson struggle when he come on. It was it was a high tempo game. The yeah. intensity was there, and I think for the player to come on and try and get us a it just stamp his authority on that game. It was very difficult. But in the games I've seen him, even on the ball, now he, he just the odd little decent touch, but he seems to be a bit lost. And maybe he's getting used to the pace of the Premier League, etc. But he just doesn't fit for me. Now, yeah, he's done well clearing that ball. Like He was going through to Silver, wasn't he? He was going to knock that in. Great piece of defending. But I'm looking for more on the ball. I'm looking if he's the one for the Ajax captain. Exactly, yeah. I'm looking. Listen, he come on for Tom Davis, didn't he, etc. And Tom Davis was disappointing. I thought on Monday night. I thought he was a played well, but he never. Classen, come on. I'm looking for a bit more from him, and I'm been looking for a bit more in, in the previous games, the European games. Maybe I'm judging him harshly, but for twenty odd million, Ajax captain, expecting a little bit more. But I'm honest, obviously, I'm not. It's not judging him this way, really. No way. Uh, and no, sir, I wasn't that involved in that WhatsApp exchange. Is that a separate what, conversation <laughs> to ours? Is it's it like, yeah, Greggy yeah, highlighted yeah, no, no, how well he plays. I'm not having this, you know. <laughs> he was basically having a go at me for saying, what's going on, Matt? Tony having a go at sort of, really, yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, seriously, I agree with what Tony's saying there. I think what I've seen of him so far, if, I'm not surprised because I think it is a transition thing yeah. and you've got to give him the benefit of the oh, doubt. Of course, yeah. But 
I would expect a little bit more from even allowing for that than mm. what we've seen so far. I know, as you say, Monday was an awkward game, and I'm not sure whether the substitutes yeah. are right on Monday, to be honest with you. Um, I could see why he made them, but it I didn't work for me, you know? Yeah. I, no, uh, I, yeah, I... He, I look at them and it, it was the right, right idea. He said you could see the players, the freedom says you're 4 3 3, we're going for it. Obviously, he's thought, listen, it's one all, these have got 10 men, I'm going for it. Now, if Kuma would have said, play the way we are, I would have, I would have said, no, what are you doing here, one up front? He went for it and full credit to him. I just think the personnel rather than the formation just up to Everton. I would have went for it. Believe it or not, I. A Morales Don't type say of player, it, no. or a Luckman, Luckman. a yeah. type of player, hit them with pace. Yeah. I thought a Besic, I thought Sigurdsson, yeah. Klassen, they haven't got pace to hit City he on was, the break. He was going to bring on Luckman before Schneidlin got sent off, and then he turned to Besic, who came on and did one of the worst attempted back heels oh. I think I've ever seen from a professional Fell footballer. Over. He was got ripped on the Bramley Moor line oh, for that. No, yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah, yeah. So off. it was awful, but. Luckman for me should have come on instead of class. Yeah, yeah, totally yeah. I, th- I can see why he probably came on to somebody in the midfield to get the foot on the ball. But it was a similar game to the Man United game at Old Trafford last year. That was screaming for Luckman to come on in the second mm. half. Then he didn't. He didn't. Bring he doesn't him on. trust him fully yet. And does I he? think yeah, it's a fair, it's an interesting point that. And I thought on on uh, on Monday that that was uh, another opportunity missed to be honest with you because we sort of. We, we struggled after that and strange enough tightened up once we went down to 10 minutes yeah, exactly, it's like yeah. Yeah. football we yeah. tightened up it was but a couple of things comment on and you know we talk to people after the game and stuff is was there still like a little bit of the old uh, knife to a gunfight thing that on Monday or, or do no. you think or do you think we've moved on since then and if that game was to be played in three months time and we've like Ball plays hopefully between now and the end of August. You'd see even different games. Did you get a different feel to the game this season at the Etihad to last season at the Etihad? Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. Even though I we've think got you, nothing more from the game. Yeah, I, I think if you were to ask a neutral if they were to watch Everton last season against Manchester City and Everton this season against Manchester City at the Etihad, I think you get a different perception. Even on even though yeah, ten we, men basically. Had the best chance of winning the game. Yeah, but don't forget when it was eleven v eleven. I thought Everton played some decent stuff. They did, and, and yeah. they, they were more than held their own against Manchester City. By the way, who finished how many 20, 30 points above Everton? Spent double what Everton have spent in the summer. Yeah. So, and don't forget Everton have got key players missing as well: Balassi, Coleman, etc. So, I'm not having, and still not just haven't finished Benson. So, I think Everton. There's different perception now. We were looking to go there, and you come. We're coming away disappointed with the draw. By the way, disappointed. Last season, two penalty saves. We're hanging on. Now that was the gunfight. I thought it was a different Everton this season, and one the intensity levels. We matched them. We were having a go with them. I thought the tempo was great, great, and we matched them in every department. And I think City. If you were to ask Guardiola, I think he's underestimated Everton there, and he probably has done in the previous three games, hasn't he? Because he's failed to beat. The really different Everton. I agree with what you're saying, but the really different Everton for me will be when that happens in a game. That you know the opposition lose a man, even if it's away at the top four, they go on to win the game. I think yeah. for me it was you know it seemed inevitable that City were going to score even with ten men. So don't get me wrong, City, they've got some players, haven't they? On the bench, yeah, <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. And he, Silva. they actually had a better balance attacking wise when he was forced to change it. Yeah. Wasn't yeah. it? They looked better for me really. Yeah. Sterling came yeah. on, who causing all sorts of problems annoyingly, but they've just got so many options. So it's no, no, that's nothing to have a pop at Everton mm. for it. But I just think 
I'll know we've made a difference when we finish that game well, 1-0 winners yeah. or 2-0 winners yeah, well, what do you think the neutrals thoughts of Everton this season and as you say I, I think they will look the fact that Rooney we scored first Rooney mm. scored and then weirdly we are worst part of the game came after their sending off yeah well you got it happened, I remember Anthony, it happened to Anthony Bancero. I got sent off that time in 2006 where all of a sudden they'd gone to 10 and Moyes yeah. was like, looking, well, what do they wear? I mean, game yeah, plan yeah. is like gone through the wind, out the window, you know. Uh, I thought I thought it was different. Maybe not to, I was expecting, I think I was expecting a little bit more from us, even though we were, even against 10 men. Um, I, as you say, I think that even the last two weeks or whatever's left in the wind is really important to bring two or three other players in. It was it was just I tell it was just in I tell you about the other the observation from Monday. I think Leroy Sane is going to be in for the throwing classes this week. Oh, <laughs> yeah. wasn't it? But it was, I don't know what they Gary Neville say. You talk about how people people uh, uh, look upon us. Gary Neville said on Monday didn't he that he didn't think Evan would do any better this season. I don't remember the exact quote than than last season mm-hmm. purely on the basis. He doesn't think they're a better team, yeah, by the way. Yeah, that because they've sold Lukaku, and I think I think, I think because Lukaku signed for Manchester United, by the way. That's yeah, why. Yeah, I think I think people will just look at that fact that we've lost like a twenty-five goal strike and I've got to make those goals up and so on and so on. And I think I think people look at that. And we not, I wouldn't expect Everton to do any better talking as an outsider uh, based on the fact that you've lost Lukaku mm. and brought players in who are not how an outsider at the moment. So, so it was interesting, but I think best. I think that game is in January. I think you'd probably see a different reaction from Everton when all the because we're still yeah, hope so, yeah. thing, we've still got this transition thing. We're very much a work in progress. Yeah. Two we? games, we've got about seven new players in the team. Yeah. Sinkerson yeah. hasn't kicked the ball in anger for about six weeks or something like that. Yeah. So I just think like, if you look on it and on the on the face value of that in that Everton team, it was eight Englishmen in that team, three scousers, five players aged twenty four and under. That bodes well, doesn't it, when you're looking at an Everton team like that? I couldn't give two hoots how many Englishmen start in that team. Scousers? You want your identity in your Everton team, don't you, Greg? Yeah, I'm interested in it, but I don't you really don't want care. You don't want a team of lads that have got no affection for the football club. I don't really care if they win trophies, mate. Honestly. Not interested in having your identity in your team. You want to have a Scouser in your it's team. It's always no? nice to have a Scouser in the team, no doubt about that. But I'm surprised that you, of all people, are, are sort of clinging to that as a positive because for me, for me as long as they're winning trophies, I look at United, the United team of, of recent seasons, Arsenal, Chelsea even, there's been no Londoners in that Chelsea team, do you no, know what I mean? No Englishmen? No, 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 You had Chelsea, and they had the nucleus of Lampard and Terry, players who had that identity at the football club. Yeah. Liverpool had Gerrard, Manchester United had their five players, Beckham, Giggs, goals, etc. Yeah, yeah. You need to have a core of identity in your team. But, but, but you've got to have players who've been there for a while. The, quite, well, the, the point Greg is saying is as long as they're winning it doesn't matter mm. that's the thing about who the players are and, and and I know what you're saying is that you need an you need players who identify with the club to to win you know uh, win trophies or help you win trophies but they don't necessarily have to be English I mean, you look at Thierry Henry at Arsenal he's Arsenal all over his French yeah, yeah. you know you don't you don't necessarily have to be English to have that yeah. but even you know Duncan Ferguson dare I say was Scottish you know you yeah. just uh, you, you it's a good you, point. You know, look at Tim Cahill, one of our, mm. our, yeah, yeah. our most standout But that's performers. because you were there for a while. That's why they've got that effect it's with the football get, club. It's getting the club, isn't it? It's, it's yeah. understanding the club. And, and you can do that whether you're born in Scotty Road or Brisbane, mm. you know what I mean? And, and Cahill, Cahill got it, didn't he? Um, but do you think that's why Liverpool fans are going over the top with Trent? 
because they have an, they've got no one there who they can basically call their identity with Liverpool. I think Henderson's the longest serving player. It's no Gerrard, Callagher. I think it's more as a scouser in the first team. They're going over the top. Is it because it's because he's a scouser, or is it because they finally produced a decent-looking young player from their academy? I think it's because he's a scouser. It's got to be. Oh, yeah. they, they, they produced a lot of players in the past. No, 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 recently. No, recently, we, yeah. We, no, re- I they've been looking uh, enviously at our production line. But he wouldn't be going over the top as much if he was born in Manchester. That's because that, he's yeah, a scout, and he's got no one. Lucas was the longest fair, fair you tick, Yeah, yeah, you're ticking two or three boxes there. You're local born, you're exciting young talent. Mm. Blah, you know, you know yeah. you, you, you're an exciting player, you know. You, you, you tick them all. And, and, and you are right, but I think it's got a lot of publicity, hasn't it, this, this eight? Englishman and mm. I know it was an article in one of the nationals today about it wasn't saying yeah. that it's good for England and but I'm, I'm wicked I've on this one that as I say it's more in, you know more important to get a winning team rather than one that's uh, made up of players who've got the sort of right dem- demographics about them but I, I do think though that five does seem still a lot for me mm. in terms of successful team. And I think, you know, hopefully the, the transfer market and what we bring in in the next couple of weeks will still get my, my main thing yeah. about getting players in yeah. the mid to late 20s. Well, Sigurdsson's in that bracket. Yeah, yeah. Um, Schneidel in that bracket. Just yeah. a guy in that bracket. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. their players of Daryl can't Yeah, but fa- five, I think perhaps is two. I'd be one, one of them's the keeper, isn't it? Pickford. Pickford, yeah, yeah. So, there's only four out of, mm. four out of the ten outfielders. Um, but we've got Baines and Jags who are both 30 and Williams really? mm. yeah, yeah. Um, just a word on Monday thought Jags was excellent um, blow back the years yeah really. new lease of life I mean those type of games are, and Williams as well they're right up their street aren't yeah, they yeah. defend your box you know they, they, they'll do it all day what helps us what we addressed for, ye, well, for yeah. a while on here is when you've got Schneider and Guy in front of you it helps yeah. Obviously, the redundant at home, which I've gone on record saying time and time again. But when you're away at Manchester City, it, it's fantastic, isn't it? If you've got three solid centre halves and then you've got two defensive midfielders against you, it's no wonder Manchester City couldn't get anywhere near Pickford. Yeah, I mean, don't you have to think one was a one save in the second half? Yeah. Pickford, when he went down, mm. was right. And, but you just had the feeling. But I don't think he City would he, score. He didn't bombard. No, just no, no. He had lots of the ball and everything. I'll guarantee there'd be not many teams, regardless of the ten men or not, go down there and frustrate City the way Everton did defensively. I thought Everton's on a right number on them defensively. They couldn't break Everton down. It dropped to obviously Holgate heads that behind the goal. Everton come away with the one nil. Yeah. It's totally Everton defending as a team were brilliant. I thought considering we have we haven't well, obviously we haven't finished spending. Key players missing. I thought I was I was more than shocked with that display. So how does he change it for the high duck game? You know, it's commanding <laughs> position in the tie, not as commanding as it should have been, and we've got the unknown factor of of going to split and how they'll respond on home soil. He's going to make changes, you'd imagine, with Chelsea yeah. on the horizon. What's he do? Well, this is this is for you, like Zia Morales is to stand up and be counted. Who's desperate to play games? Got the likes of Luchman as well. Besic. Besic is McCarthy fit, etc. We just don't know. But it's the cover, isn't it? We were desperate for left back, which Cumin's gone on records again. Baines is going to have to play up front the cover again, which Cumin's gone on records again. We haven't got a forward, so Calvert Loon's going to have to play. So they're the, the two key areas that Baines and Calvert Loon are going to have to play. Regardless, you can sort of mix and match the team and make a couple of changes in and around the place, but them two areas, for me, have got to be addressed. Yeah, I was, I was just before we go, well, there's a link to, to the split game. Uh, 
Greg Holgate on Monday? Did actually did all right, yeah. but uh, so I don't think that one incident should blot his copybook. Yeah. I, I'm not having him in, as as an attacking wing back. Yeah. Um, but defensively, I think he did his job, all but for that one header. However, you know, am I being too charitable there because that one header was so such a costly, costly header? But that they're the fine margins, aren't they? They yeah. are the fine margins now. If he had that, I would have just said then Everton win the game, and that's the difference. I think it's suited games like that. Will suit Holgate because you're not looking for your full back to get past the halfway line, are you? That's down to your creative midfielders and centre forwards. Whereas in if you're playing Swansea away, you're looking for your full backs, Baines and Coleman or Baines and Holgate to get down the, the Martino, Exactly. Yeah. So you're looking for players like that. They they shoot him down to the ground and he did play well and but that error, costly and you can't judge a player like that, but when it's costing you two points, you, I suppose there's an argument too. Would you keep Holgate in based on what you saw on Monday night? Well, Seamus is injured. Did um, he show enough on Monday to say, I could, I could do this job for the next couple of months? It's horses for courses. For me, if you're playing, as I've just said, then if you're playing big teams, okay. Chelsea away next week, I'll play Holgate. Then if we're playing at home, I'll play a Martino or John Joe Kenny. I mean, personally. Or even yeah. an attacking threat going past the halfway line. Maybe even Tom Davis as a wing-back. Mm-hmm. I would play someone more attacking-minded than Holgate. To be fair, Holgate played uh, Cavalier in for the goal, didn't he? He did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, to be fair. So, I, I saw enough on, on Monday, again, not wanting to sort of be judged, think, think, actually, I think he might be, you know, a decent run of the team at your yeah. second season. I'd be interested, but I'd be interested to see what the line-up tomorrow. And Schneiderlin, I would imagine, will play. But oh, yeah. he's not playing on Sunday, yeah. is he? Yeah, so that's, that's, so that's one, of his, one of his selections, isn't it, really? Um, sorry, Gav, can I go on record? You've been quite critical of a disagree guy in the past. How do you think he plays on Monday? I, I thought I thought he was. I thought he did what we would expect him to do. It was like the old just yeah, yeah, But yeah. the two things about him which I don't like is I think he goes to ground too, too easily in and around our box, which he did twice last yeah, year yeah. in the derby. And I don't think it, sometimes it's not great on the ball. You know, in terms of keeping the ball, but I thought in terms of putting his body around and nicking the ball and stuff, he was, you know, it was like it was last year. But I'm looking for a bit more, more from him. Over, uh, sorry, overall, if you're looking at Everton's start of the season, unbeaten, beaten Stoke on the opening day, gone to City, got a point, and you would have taken on all day long, wouldn't you? And you didn't more or less one foot in the group stage. One goal, one goal conceded as well in five games. The only thing is. And that somebody said the source that we only had 15 shots on target in five games, which I know, like some of them are like your games. It tends to be a little bit cagey over two legs, and yeah. you know you, you're going to take take things uh, um, cautiously. But 15 shots, six go- six goals in the five games, one, 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 and two. That shows you about the need to get that's like it. Yeah, I will say this: if we can get Sigurdsson like near it being match fit. Rooney rests tomorrow night. I hate to be uh, overly optimistic, but I think we've got a really good chance of getting a first, much-needed first win in Stamford Bridge in a long time. I just sense Chelsea were loads better against Tottenham than they were, obviously, against Burnley. Well-disciplined. Loads better. And obviously, Alonso had probably the game of his life. Mm. Um, The new midfielder, Bakayoko, looked, even though he was half-hit, I believe, Mm. looked commanding. But I think we've got a really good... Based on Monday as well, how we did on Monday... A really good chance. We just need to put Hadjuk away early doors. Yeah, it depends on how we an get early on goal there, don't we, yeah. and no injuries. You know, nothing. Hopefully, their their aggression doesn't translate into kicking an important player out of the game. 
and we've got a good chance. Then again, having said my optimism pitch, it's a quick turnaround, isn't it? Thursday night, flying back, and then it's the... You know, why they decided to make it the early game on the Sunday, I don't know. It's not, it's not even on the telly, is it? Exactly. So, yeah. And it's killing the fans, by the way, because the trains are off into Houston, so, as usual, no no forethought, no, no consideration. But, no, I just have a feeling... Um, We've got a good chance at Stamford Bridge, and I don't often think that, especially after last season. I think we said the same thing last yeah, year yeah. as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you'd have thought my fingers would have been burnt off by now. I know what you're saying, yeah. and do not remind me of this on when we discuss the Chelsea game next week. Is I just you just get the impression with Chelsea that like they are sort of teetering a little bit. And like, that, there's, yeah. there's one game, there's still one game away from a crisis, Andy, and hopefully yeah. on Sunday. We can sort of make that crisis happen. I thought they were good against Tottenham. Yeah, yeah, really yeah. I thought yeah. they were brilliant. They they done a proper number on Tottenham. Thought Conti done a number on Pochettino tactically. Thought he got everything spot on. I thought Chelsea were well worthy of beating Tottenham. And Tottenham were one of the best sides in the Premier League. So don't forget, Chelsea they had nine men against Burnley, didn't they? So let's not take anything away. Would have Burnley beaten Chelsea with the eleven men on the pitch? It's highly unlikely. So. I think don't underestimate Chelsea. They're still a very, very good side, and we, yeah. I just think one and I hate to sound like a broken record here, but the centre forward position is crucial. We've got one centre forward in the club, a young lad who played his heart out on Monday. We're asking him to perform on Thursday. I'm asking him to perform again on Sunday. Uh, uh, yeah. One bad injury to yeah. him, on or whatever it takes, a slight hamstring strain or whatever on Thursday. And what happens again on Sunday? Rooney's up front on his own. Yeah, yeah. Bar, yeah. Do you think he might play Morales up front? No, just to speculate. Yeah, it's probably yeah. worthy. Good shout, Gav. Yeah. Maybe just keep Morales and Lookman. Yeah, because you, you're 2 nil ahead. You don't have to, like, you know, scoring goals not necessarily uh, required. I'll play Morales, Lookman. Yeah. I, I think, yeah. I, I believe Sandro's, the photograph he tweeted, was actually just a fancy ice pack. So yeah. that wasn't, like, a indicative of a long-term injury. He might even be past fit. But it just gets no easier, does it? You've just got Sunday and then Tottenham and then United. It's like, what we're going to have to win one of those games to stop a really positive start to the season becoming like a, a middling one. And that's assuming that we drew a couple of the, yeah. a couple of the other games. I think it's important that we, we, we give good performances. Although it may sound stupid here about getting points, etc. But about performances... It, it, shows, it will show how we've closed the gap against these big teams. If we can give Chelsea a game, if we can give Tottenham a game and maybe draw one or both teams, I'll be happy because it'll show that we've closed that gap drastically, rather, considering the last season when there was a big gulf, wasn't he? Now, if we can close that gap, it'll show you that we're gradually getting there. Yeah, definitely. And I think I'd just echo all our feelings probably by concluding with the sentiment that Evans' recruitment team, um, Steve Walsh, Ronald Koeman I've known for a long time this summer they were going to lose Romelu Lukaku we've done tremendous business so far celebrating the recruitment they've done brought in top players the proof of the pudding is getting that striker through the door sooner rather than later if that's going to the last day we'll accept that what will be completely completely unacceptable no excuses not having you know it was just is not bringing in that striker. That, for me, will undermine a lot of the work they've done this summer. And by the way, it doesn't have to be permanent, by the way. Even if it's a loan till January, just to, it's no good throwing, say, £35 million on a player that we're unsure of, but will do a job and he's the target man, etc. I don't want that. I want a player that we can, we can trust to make us a better team. And if it has to be a loan till January, and then keep your, keep your powder dry till January and buy, buy that big sensor forward, come then, I'll take yeah. that. Diego Costa. And, uh, <laughs> Would you have him, Gav? Yeah, cheers. 
Yeah. Team of nasty men. Gav's all over yeah, it, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, He's yeah, changing, yeah, he's yeah, coming yeah, over. Yeah, yeah. I'm becoming like more like Scott now, aren't I? Which is rather worrying for me. Like, this you this, know, is, yeah, this yeah. is a different Gav, isn't it? So Twitter will be very upset with me and Scott will start agreeing too much. Yeah. I've all these three phases he's desperate for success as Gav. Let's nip that on the board right yeah. now. Not cost that, I mean, you two. <laughs> right. Thanks very much for listening. As ever, if you want to get some free ale, I'm sure it's not the worst uh, prospect you've ever been offered, go to beer52.com add Echo Block Capitals in your checkout and they'll box you off. And yeah, thanks again to our new sponsor, Sport Pacer.